Box Rugby Podcast coming at you this week after round four of Super Rugby AU, the Brummies and Rebels, the winners last round. Thank you to everyone who continues to listen to the podcast. Make sure you leave your comments and reviews wherever you listen to this one. You can also hit us up on at Fox Rugby on Facebook and Twitter. My Twitter is at Swaney7 as well. Now, joining me this week, a guy all over social media, Wallabies legend Phil Kearns. Kearnsy, welcome. All over it. I love social media. <laughs> Snapface or um, yeah, got Insta, snap face. Instabook? Yeah, I, <laughs> I got you, Zoom, and stuff like that. I've got 32 friends now. Facebook. Oh, mate, you are, you're killing it. Um, that's very, very good stuff. Now, our, uh, our special guest this week, and he's uh, coming into us live from the uh, Central Coast. It's a very big welcome to Rebels Front Row, Cam. Oh, Cam, thanks so much for chatting to us today. No worries at all. Thank you for having me on. Now, mate, you guys are up there on the Central Coast at the moment. Uh, had, to, had to flee Melbourne a couple of weeks ago, and um, this, that's where you're sort of based at the moment. How's it all been, mate? You, you guys are obviously a lot of players away from family and that sort of thing, but um, are you bonding together, that sort of thing? Yeah, it's been all right. I mean, initially we, uh, we got out of Melbourne, went straight to Canberra, and it was all dark and gloomy and cold and you know, we're, we're, oh, we're used to that a bit in Melbourne, but not the uh, Canberra weather. But then, you know, about a week ago, we, we came up to Terrigal and it's almost like a holiday destination. It's crazy. I think we were stressing uh, Dave Wessels out a bit when we were sitting back on the beach having coffees and everyone's with a smile on his face, which I think is too comfortable. So, uh, no, it's been good. A lot of the boys have been getting around each other. It's a tough period, but, you know, guys at the force are doing similar things. So... It's all about buying in with each other and, and getting around each other a lot more, which is which has been a really uh, like being on tour. So it's been yeah quite fun. Come on, Swaney. There is no sympathy required for these blokes at all <laughs> being up there in Terrigal. Got the haven around there, the surf club down the road. Great breakfast they do at the surf club there, and uh, it's an awesome place to be. Well, that's the good thing. You're out of the greater Sydney region. Um, you know, the, the swells have been pretty big the last few weeks. Are you, are, you a, uh, are you a surfer there, Cam? Unfortunately, I think I don't float. So, no, I, I just watch from the, uh, watch from, the uh, from the beach to make sure they all do. But, I mean, we were just out there before having a swim and after training and guys like Andrew Deegan were getting up out there and there was a few boys having their first time on the board and they were, yeah, I think we needed a lifeguard straight away. Now, how have you guys been bonding together? You said that you've all been getting around each other, but it's, um, you know, it, obviously it's tough for, for a lot of people who've got families and things in Melbourne. Um, have, how have the coaching staff been um, trying to fix that situation and, and you know, keep you you're mentally focused on the job? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's come down to a bit more balance here as well. I mean, when we're, when we're back in Melbourne, we have time off to be away, do our own thing. And here it's kind of you're sitting on top of each other the whole time. So making sure we have those good relationships and everything like that, uh, it's, been, it's been a key part. But they've brought in little things like we go in little coffee groups with guys we don't normally hang out with. We go and spend time with them. We, uh, we have a Tuesday trivia night every week, which uh, everyone has to get a new team and, and along with coaches. And Billy Meeks runs that and does a really, really good job. And just little, little social events, but also uh, a little... Um, game that Kevin Foote, our defence coach, came up with is COVID games where it's forwards, backs, and then it's uh, just little competitions to drive the week and, and keep us focused. But also, remember, we're, we're in here for enjoyment. We play rugby because 
you know, it's not only a job, but it's it's because we love it. So it, it brings everyone together. And thankfully, the uh, the coaches and the CEO brought a few um, families in as well to uh, guys with kids and stuff like that have, have finally had their kids come up and wives and stuff. So they're, they're in a lot, you know, more calmer and, and relaxed state now that they don't have to worry about the kids back in Melbourne and all, of that, all the rest of that stuff. So, Cam, what do you think? We just... Um recently had the passing of one of Australia's great wallabies in, um, in Arthur Buchan. And, uh, and, um, and there's one left from the 1947-48 tour, just one remaining guy. And those guys went on tour for over nine months. So it, was, it was two months on the boat just getting over there um, wow. um, <laughs> and two months coming back. So when you put it in perspective, and they weren't getting paid. So when you put it into perspective, I think we're doing it okay. Yeah, uh, we are. No, it, it's it's been a blessing. We've been looked after big time here, and I mean, it, it, it is hard for some guys being away from. But I think we've got a family in ourselves here, so looking after each other, we're we're we're, do, we're doing good at the moment, which is yeah, positive. I'm told you are a regular contender in that Tuesday night quiz quiz night championship. Is it is it um, like is it is it topics based? Is it is it more uh, um, different topics yeah. every week, or is it is it more like millionaire where it's just random? Uh, it's very random. So we're having different, we have three parts to it and there's a different kind of uh, host to each part. So one of them last night was 90s uh, anime and cartoons, which we had, no, no one had any idea. So there wasn't many points given in that. Uh, the weird and wonderful stuff. But no, there's, yeah, different parts. Jeff Tarling actually uh, had a music part the other week and he's brought, brought back a few of his favourite tunes and stuff. So it's, I think there's actually a couple of savants in the team that, that know there's, know some of these random things so you find out a lot about each other with these uh trivia questions absolutely now the two pre-seasons in one year how have you handled that being a front row in uh, particular yeah look it's it's not it's not easy on the body um <laughs> it's quite tough but no we, we've managed it well and it was just quite a tough thing being away from home in that little covid break when boys went home to their families things like that and training by yourself um that was, that was probably the hardest thing is getting the motivation to get up and go do that. And then also going to the gym. Like I ended up doing gym in my, um, my front garage back in Sydney and, you know, I was well, benching off the ground, little things like that, squatting off the, off the bins, which my dad wasn't too pleased with, but this big dent left in those. Um, but yeah, you just got to make do. Um, it's very strange, but yeah, no, it's, it's tough on the body, but this is the rewarding part when we're actually playing games and, you know, it's, it's almost back to normality with that. How far back do you reckon you went? So if you get to pre-season and you're, let's say you're at 90% of your fitness coming into the first games of Super Rugby, and then you went into COVID, how far back a back step did you take, do you think? Uh, I don't know if we took a backward step. It was almost like you're training too much with it. Um, so you, you, you kind of, you get more gains in this period where you're not playing games. Because when you play the games, obviously, you know, you, you're quite sore after you probably can't push yourself to your 100% in a training week. Whereas when we're not having games, boys actually found, probably found a, a step up in that little period. And actually with the Rebels boys, a lot of, a lot of guys came back and, and performed really well in all their fitness tests and things like that. So that was, it was an actual good opportunity to really grow in that period. So we saw the news that Taniela Tupo benched 200 kilos. What are you about 198? Oh yeah, I wish, I wish. He's he's an unbelievable uh, athlete, isn't he? 
Far out. Uh, not 200. I've struggled to squat that. But, um, no, man, I'll look, look up at Aura with, with him. Yeah. Well, Cam, you, you made your Super Rugby debut earlier this year, Rebel number 148. So congratulations to that. You got back-to-back uh, starts by the sounds of things. So um, you got the playing against the Force this weekend. So you must be happy with your own form leading into this part of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's always been uh, kind of setting new goals and objectives for myself in the year. And I knew coming into the squad it was going to be challenging. Um, Matt Gibbon's been fantastic, you know, great around the park and stuff. And I've just been trying to um, chase, that, chase that opportunity for a start and to, to show and, and gain the coach's trust that I can do the job. Um, it's been a kind of a, a long road to getting to Super Rugby and stuff. So it's been you know, kind of overwhelming to finally get here and, and kind of tick that tick that goal off that I'm here. But yeah, yeah, you're only as good as your last performance, I think. So it's it's the opportunity now to go out and do it again and, and hopefully, you know, get more and more of that those starts and, and yeah. Cameron, what was your junior club? Uh, West Juniors. So yeah, West Harbour Pirate and West Juniors over in the inner west. Um, yeah, great little club. I loved it. And yeah, I was there since I think I was ten or something. And mate, you went, to, you went to you went to Trinity Grammar, so you're literally playing ten minutes this weekend from Trinity at Leichhardt Oval. You're a Tigers fan. Is that almost a dream come true to run out on Leichhardt this weekend? It is. I always favoured myself as the the next best uh, Benji Marshall as a kid, and then the weight just kept coming on and on. So to be on the yeah the hallowed turf of <laughs> Leichhardt Oval is massive. It's um yeah it's it's a great area. I mean, I my family home's about five ten minutes away from there and five dock anyway, so. It's quite special. It's a, it's a great area. It's a great place to play rugby as well. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, there's always a great rivalry with Newington. You were the two schools uh, in that area, Trinity and, and, and Newington. You must have a few mates from there as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, Newington was, uh, was always our toughest uh, opponent playing against them. Um, they're, they're a tough school, always. And some of the, some of the boys that came through there, like uh, when, we were, when I was in year 12, guys like Tapai Moira were there in his prime. He was Unstoppable. I think Tane Milne, different, you know, these absolute units coming through. Alan Alatoa a few years before. Yeah. So it was, yeah, scary on a Saturday coming up against them once a year. And, uh, yeah, well, at least we spent a lot of time uh, behind the try line talking with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And so West Harbour Pirate as well, mate, um, you know, played in the Shoot Shield. So, uh, you know, got, got that, um, that experience under the belt early there. Uh, what, was, what was it like playing at West Harbour? Uh, you know, they're, they're a mercurial type of a team, but when they fire, they can really light it up. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I love growing up there and kind of when I was a junior, I, I did. I saw some guys like Celesi Marfu coming through and some big names. Lottie Dakiri was there as well for a bit. So it was always a great club with, with a lot of history and stuff too. Um, so getting the opportunity to, to play, play some grade rugby there was, was, was awesome. I was playing with some really talented you know, guys in like Rory Sidey and Dave Harvey who were leading around. And I know Dave had a few clubs, so you know, I wouldn't <laughs> say he's a West Harbour <laughs> legend. But um, these guys, yeah, I mean, they, they paved the way and they show you know, how good of a club it is. And no, I, I have really, really fond memories of, of playing with West Harbour and I think uh, well now my brother's uh, still involved a little bit there helping around and hope to get some game time there Kernsey, did you, uh, did you, I was going to say Kernsey did you play against West Harbour much back in the day for Randwick and uh, who were some of the guys well, running around then there were some some great players that came out of there um, uh, Stephen James uh, really great Wallaby Johnny Langing was, was out of there 
um, uh, and the other Latoa brothers, you know, they, they all came out absolute of there. Absolute units. Yeah. They were absolutely massive. All, all three of them packed in the, in the front row at one point in time. That, that was pretty scary stuff. Um, so yeah. there's some really amazing footballers that came out of that, uh, out of Western suburbs and hopefully there's, uh, there's plenty more to come. Yeah, definitely. I think that whole area there has got a, got a lot of talent there. So same with, I think, Western Sydney Two Blues are, are, are similar to that. They have a lot of talent out there. So hopefully can retain a bit and, and get some premierships in the near future. Absolutely. They can, they, yeah, yeah they, can, they can certainly beat anyone on their day. Now, it's a bit more about yourself. You, you went overseas and played over at Gloucester. Getting that experience uh, in the UK uh, as a front rower must be something that, uh, that you relished. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was probably one of the hardest, you know, two years of my life going over there, moving, I mean, moving away from home. I was not sheltered as a kid, but I was very, you know, I was lucky. I had a, had a great family and stuff that looked after me well. So going out, having to fight my own battles and, and things like that overseas was huge. And I was lucky enough to get the opportunity at Gloucester through Laurie Fisher at the time. And um, it was just, all right, well, I'm going to commit to it. I, this is the way it's going to happen. And, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. Like it was just such a, great rugby loving place Gloucester I mean that was their only sport I mean there was football there but there's about three people at those games and and our <laughs> games were sold out every week so it was yeah fantastic it was the heartland so I really learned about the dark arts I mean some weeks I was up against you know British and Irish Lions so and then other weeks you know uh, you know it's, it's, it's again it's other internationals and stuff so it's just you, you know, it was it was an awesome experience it's a great uh, it's a great way to learn how to scrummage over there they they do it quite differently um, and and it's, it's you know a massive focus on it over there isn't it oh, of course and and I found that out the hard way initially I mean it wasn't yeah it wasn't all bells and whistles to begin with I mean I, I struggled a bit to, to learn you know how to how to put so much weight through it and then um, just the, the guys there that's what they were there for they were paid to scrum they weren't paid to go around the field carry and tackle and do the rest of it if they had a good game if, they, if the scrum went forward so I learned that you know by probably getting smashed backwards a few times at training and uh, it, it, no one takes it easy on you over there which is probably the best thing as well is you got to learn the hard way and you got to learn quick so it was yeah such such a great experience and I think I took strides over there and I think I'm still learning every time but a lot of great experiences now that I can uh, take back into well, any, any future game and, and time I do get on the field. And is there still a big difference in the surfaces over there of the playing fields? I mean, the, the, I think they've improved them quite a bit over there, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. They've kind of shifted a lot to the, the 3G pitches and the, and the artificial mixed turf. So Gloucester's old pitch used to be just, oh, it, was, it was mud. It was a pigsty and, and they loved it and if you came off the field with uh, any any white on your shirt you knew you didn't play your heart out so you always had to come off with the mud covered all over um, but it, it's a big difference over there because it is obviously wet obviously cold so I mean there were some sessions there where it was snowing and there was ice on the field and it made it yeah, unbelievably tough to try and, and hold a scrum up but you, you still got to find a way. Do you ever play in icy conditions, mate? What's it like with playing on, on you know, actual ice? Yeah, play, plenty of times, you know, particularly in Ireland. I remember one, one time at Connaught was uh, pretty ordinary, to say the least. But, but the, um, 
they do scrummage a little differently. Your feet are up under you a little bit more. There is a massive focus on it that the, the they love. And, you know, when we're trying to get around the field, there's, as Cam says, just focusing on their scrum. But uh, the fields have changed quite a bit over there. They've looked after them a lot better than they used to. And the old style back in the 90s is a, is a little bit different now in the in the 2020s. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you came back from Gloucester and went to the Western Force, who are your opponents this weekend, Cam. So is, is that going to be, um, you know, a little bit emotional maybe? That they've, Obviously, they've gone through uh, a really emotional time over the last few years. Uh, what's that going to be like running out against your old side? Um, I'm quietly really excited for it. I mean, there's a lot of guys there who've, who've given up a lot to be a part of that team and, and, and keep it going. So, I mean, you look at your Marcel Brachys, your Chris Heibergs, um, your Ian Pryors, who, who, have, who have stuck there and, and really done their bit for the club. Um, so, I know they're going to be really passionate, and especially against the Rebels. I know they're going to come out and um, they're going to leave uh, no stone unturned. They're, they're really going to come out hard. And that, that's quite exciting for us. Um, we know there's a big challenge. We know they've actually they've played some really, really exciting footy as well. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were we were in Canberra and we were watching their game against the the Reds, and everyone in the team was cheering them on. You know, just wanted to see them do well. So, you know, there's there's a lot of um, yeah good connections with the club there as well. So we just can't wait. And I think the way to show our respect is is to to go hard and, and really um and put our best foot forward. Does it put does it put you on the back foot a little bit, given that you know that they hate your guts, but you actually don't really hate theirs? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, of course. I, I know, uh, I know they'll be putting on some angry faces towards us, but it all—they all mean well. Uh, but there'll be definitely a lot of passion out there, and they got a lot of pride in their jersey, which which they've shown week in, week out. So it'll be a really, really good competition with them, and yeah, you know, I can't wait for it. Now, I heard a little story that um, you, while you were over there or while Andrew Deegan was over there, who's your flatmate, by the way, at the moment you share a flat with Deegs and, uh, and Andrew Kellaway, um, he lived with Twiggy while he was over there. And so now he's had to come back and share a house with you and Kellaway. That's sort of going from the penthouse to the outhouse, isn't it, a little bit? Yeah, a bit of a downgrade for him, uh, <laughs> poor bugger. But, yeah, I think he was doing some extra work just for, uh, for Twiggy, you know, right-hand man sort of stuff. They always seem to be together. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's been good, yeah. Little Deeds is, uh, yeah, he's, he's the house cat, as we call him, in the in uh in melbourne and he's just quiet tiptoes around not too much fuss it's pretty good yeah nice one um now again the western force they were they were you know without winning a game so far they've been plucky haven't they oh they've been awesome and it looks like they want to attack from everywhere i think um from the time i was there i know they you know they have a really big attacking mentality of passing the ball around going out wide and They've got the speed for it. They've got the guys who'll do the hard stuff in the middle, which is, uh, you know, which is what we've got to be careful uh, for. But no, they've been playing a really good brand of rugby. I think they're a bit unfortunate against the Brumbies not to get a few points on the board, but I think that was more testament to um, how the Brumbies defended on the day. The losses that you guys have had have all been pretty close losses. Um, you turn it around against the Waratahs and gave them a touch-up. What what happened in that turnaround? What was the what was the thinking? Uh, it was a, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a um, quiet change room after that Reds game because we came off the field probably thinking that we, we should have come away with you know a few more points than we did that game and well, we got the draw which is you know I don't think anyone was satisfied with 
and we knew we didn't step up in the set piece, which is a lot of the forwards had to had to front up and take on the chin. And we took that bye week and said, look, we we really need to adjust and and realise what what we're here for and what we want to get out of this this competition. Um, so a little change in mentality, and and I think we went into that Waratahs game with a with a new renewed relief, uh, sorry, belief in ourselves and and what we're about, and we just I. I thought we, you know, we just stepped up on the go uh, on the day, and and people did their did their jobs really well. A lot of young guys stood up, but I think our leaders really put their hand up and and led us around the field on the day, and uh, yeah, really stepped up. What have you uh, What have you made of the the backline that you guys are, are sporting at the moment? There's obviously a lot of big names in there. Do you feel like it finally clicked the other night? I thought they were fantastic. I mean, I, I personally, I, I feel we also left a few uh, points out on the field too. Um, we could have capitalised a little bit more, but it's it's great to see such a, you know, experienced and strong backline step up and do that job. But then guys who are a little bit younger and probably inexperienced coming on and doing a job, uh, doing a job too. Guys like Andrew Deegan, he can direct these, you know, some of these Wallabies around and and this team. And I think there's lots of potential Wallabies in in that backline too, who who can step up if asked upon. Matt Moore is a special player. Oh, he's fantastic. He's such a such a calm player as well. Soft, um, uh, so softly like spoken and stuff. But his voice just has a lot of respect, and and all the boys um, turn up for it. So his leadership and his experience is is massive. Um, so it's been great. Just want to go back to the the Western Force again. Um, you know they've been playing in in rapid rugby for the last couple of years, which, which you played in as well. How do you feel like that compares to Super Rugby? Is it is it what's sort of the level that we're talking here? How much of a step up or backwards, if if there is that, um, to Super Rugby? I think rapid rugby was is such a great idea of keeping the ball moving and showcasing the attacking qualities of rugby. Um, the only thing that probably let down the competition was a lot of the players that we wanted to play against were obviously in Super Rugby. So I thought Force is, you know, a great team that could step up and play Super Rugby. But some of the other teams that we're playing against just didn't have the the calibre of players at the time, just because they're in different teams and you know still building combinations and stuff. And you know, I mean to change. I mean, there's still there's some really great games in those rapid rugby where it was close and, and really, you know, team stepped up, but had those, you know, different teams like the South South uh, China Tigers and things like that had some other bigger names and stuff, I think it would have, um, you know, drawn a bit more competitiveness. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, just quickly away from, away from rugby, uh, you're studying here as well? Yeah, so I study a, uh, a Bachelor of Nutrition and Exercise. It's, uh, it's taken me quite a while. I started off at um, Sydney Uni straight after school, 2013, but it's still going with that. Uh, just part-time here and there trying to get it done, but this little COVID period is kind of uh, jacked it up a little bit quicker and just trying to get through it and, yeah, do, doing little things on the side as well, trying to get, you know, set up for that, that uh, post-rugby life because you, you do never know when it's going to happen. That's right. The Kernsey took you, what, 15 years to do something, didn't it, with your, your life after oh, rugby? Turn it, <laughs> turn it up. Back in those days, we, we all had to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to see guys like Cam that are out there, you know, doing extracurricular stuff because uh, you're a long time retired. 
And uh, it's, it's so important to, and, and I think it improves your game as well. You know, you, you don't sit around and mope all day about a training session that might have gone wrong or something that's, uh, that's you know, been bad on the field. You can get out and focus on something else and those other problems seem to sort of go away. And it's been well proven in sport that when you do have something else in, in your life, whether it's study or another job or whatever it is, the, the performance improves. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely spot on, Kernsey. Now, um, before we let you go, Cam, I believe you, you've just picked up your membership down at Terrigal Bowls Club as well. So um, any plans for a code switch at any point? Uh, yeah, I'm just preparing for my uh, 55 to 70s now. So, um, Speaking yeah, of so extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, they've been more than welcoming. Um, I think they've had to get an extra shipment of chicken schnitzels and gravy over there for the front rowers. But, uh, no, it's a great little place. We've been there, yeah, very hospitable up here. So we're, we're loving life. Very good. Now, Kearns, you just quickly, you, you must be impressed with some of the front row talent coming through uh, Australia at the moment. Um, there's, it, it all goes really well for the future. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, when you think of guys like uh, Cam and, and Angus Bell on the on the way through, you know, Tanya Latupo is still a baby, really, in, in scrummaging terms. So he's still a youngster. Um, so those young guys coming through have been fantastic, I, I think, and are actually playing, um, you know, ahead of where you'd expect them to be for, for their age group. Um, so I think that's been really good. And even in the hooking position, we've seen Tom Horton on the way through and the guys in there like uh, Jordan Wallacey, they're still quite young players. So I think our front row stocks are an area where we do have some strength going to the future. You know, certainly you've seen some of our other positions. Um, you know, certainly our locks, for example, is one that we often talk about, um, is where we don't really have that enormous amount of depth. And uh, so front rows, I think, think we're getting that right. And, and Cam, do you feel the same way? Do you feel like the competition's there to keep you guys improving? Uh, definitely. I mean, you look at all the loose heads. Uh, well, personally, I look at all the loose heads across the competition and there's not one there that, you know, that isn't a great player. And there's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a massive selection pool of, of loose heads going around and props. And when you look at the force as well, I mean, they've got their, that, that Angus Wagner across and his game's just gone um, from... Yeah, bounds and leaps from when he was playing NRC last year. So you're seeing these guys step up and, and get their chance and really performing. So it makes it tougher for me, which is which is great, but it also brings the best out in uh, everyone else in Australian rugby too. Fantastic, guys. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, Cam. We wish you all the best this weekend against, uh, or this Friday night against the Western Force. It should be a ripper uh, there at Leichhardt Oval. The, the hallowed ground, mate, you must be pumped. Oh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. It'll be awesome. And Kernsey, thank you very much for joining us again on the Fox Rugby Podcast. Absolute pleasure and great to chat to you, Cam. And good to see you another pirate on the way through. Absolutely. That's Cheers. been the Fox you, Rugby fellas. Podcast, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you can leave your comments. Um, hit us up on the social medias, the Snap Faces and the uh, Insta um, Institutes, and, uh, and leave your comments on everything. Thanks a lot. Only good ones.